Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. This segment of the show is brought to you by Hall & Company and features Craig Strom, who's joining us from Team Financial Partners in Corona, California. Craig, welcome to the show. Thank you. Fantastic to be here. Well, it's our pleasure to have you. We're going to talk about um, can you afford your lifestyle after exit? And it's something a lot of people are worried about is, you know, I've got this business and I've got this income stream and now what? When it comes time to... Uh, to retire or sell my business, can I continue the way I have been? So we're going to get into that in just a second, but we always like to start by getting to know a little bit about our guests. So could you share a little bit about your background and how you got into this particular line of work? Absolutely. Uh, background starts right off with family, uh, my beautiful wife, Amy, uh, and my daughter, Madeline. Uh, she's 16, going on 25. Uh, we're <laughs> trying to survive that. Uh, she's now wants to be an Air Force pilot. So uh, who knows how that'll turn out? We shall mm -hmm. see. Started my financial planning uh, practice in the in the industry in 1999, and uh, have evolved uh, through the years, and just continued with my education just every single year from there. And today, I'm known as the income engineer. And uh, just as a sidelight, since I found your podcast, it is absolutely the number one podcast on my iPhone. So oh, thank you very much. It is fantastic. So I'm really excited to actually be here with you. So that's fantastic. you and my mom. That's two. That's that's <laughs> great. I appreciate that very much. And uh, uh, I, you know, we're we're interviewing so many people trying to get all these ideas. So I'm really fascinated about yours because it's one of the biggest things we hear about from people is how do I get income in today's marketplace? There's just it's confusing and it's it's fraught with potential risks down the road. So I I want to hear how you do that. Um, and it's it seems like most of the financial planning community just focuses on growth and uh, yes. you know, asset yeah. accumulation. So um, how long have you been focusing on the distribution side of things? Uh, the distribution conversation has been there from the beginning. But mm -hmm. um, I, I often hear, why is that? You know, why do we not hear about distribution? And, you know, my own theory, I'm a, you know, armchair philosopher, if you will. And my own theory is, is, to, is to come back with this question that says, does Wall Street or the investment community have any financial incentive to teach you and I how to take our money out of the system? No, and that's okay. Their business is to accumulate and to grow. Um, that's where my specialty comes in, in the distribution side of the conversation, to teach people the rules associated with distribution, to make sure that they're well-planned, as you say, mm -hmm. um, to be ready for that scenario. Yeah, and there's such a record number of people heading towards the exit oh, or heading towards absolutely. retirement age. Uh, somebody turns 50 about every seven or eight seconds and 65 too. So, so a lot of people are saying, okay, great. I've been accumulating all this money. Now it's time to live on it. What do I do? So what are some of the first things that you do, you talk about with people when they're, they're thinking about this situation? Well, number one, making sure that people understand that the rules associated with distribution are 180 degrees different than the rules associated with accumulation. Okay. They're extremely different. So what we f start with first is this understanding to make sure that people understand that how income streams work 
in a distribution scenario economically defines how and where you save and allocate your money today prior to that event. Uh, so when we look at this, we realize our business owner clients, they've got these great businesses right. which are in effect their family's ATM machine. Absolutely right. And the ATM machine drives their lifestyle. And throughout all of the exit planning conversations, the one that's often missing is how will you replace what that ATM machine does for you? How will you preserve the wonderful lifestyle that that golden goose gives you when you actually sell it? So it's it's not enough to just go for the largest possible uh, earnings ratio or multiple. We need to know what that multiple translates to as it relates to income. Well, and a lot of those things are off of the P&L. They're, they're not, you know, they're, or they're hidden in there, I should say. It's not just the paycheck. Absolutely. Right? right. There's a lot of things that the business does when a business owner says, uh, when I ask what lifestyle does your business provide you today, not what you tell the IRS. Well, the business provides a great deal of lifestyle perks that once that business is sold, we don't have business deductions. We don't have all of these additional perks that go with it. How will we then offset to maintain the lifestyle? E even basic things like cars and insurance and, and a, you know, just the, the basics of, of what they pay for on a daily basis. It could be entertainment. Meals and entertainment is a right. big one, right? The right. miscellaneous column. Meals right? and entertainment, but how about the airline miles yeah. that are business deductible, but the airline miles that are then cashed in for the trip to Aruba, mm -hmm. right? That that were just part of the, the credit card came along for the ride. All of those little details come into the conversation as it relates to income planning, making sure that you actually know how you will preserve that lifestyle. So when people, when you go in and, and help people to recast this and say, you know, what you're really getting out of the business is, is uh, your paycheck times some type of a multiple, uh, what does it boil down to? Is there, is there any kind of rule of thumb for people that maybe we could point to? You know, the first question that I actually ask is what lifestyle, what number do you and your spouse project or think you need to live on? And it's interesting. Every time I ask that question, they know the number. They know what that number is. They know that the number is $400,000 a year. Uh -huh. and, and why is that? Well, because I have two homes and I have a very expensive car and I like to travel. They know exactly what the number is uh, generally. Okay. And then, the, then we steer into what are you currently on track for without any other planning in place based on the rules that are in place with the investment community and whatever you're on track for uh, so that they understand what their current trajectory is before we can start talking about how might you change that trajectory. Just an awareness of where they think they are and where they think they need to be. Right. right? To, to, to take a page from you, Bill, in your, your 10 steps to exit, mm -hmm. they have to have a dashboard. And now we have dashboards for everything. We've got all kinds of metrics in there, but most people do not have a retirement income dashboard that says, based on my current trajectory and what I'm saving and how my business is growing and what my sale multiple might be, this is my retirement income dashboard. They don't have that. Mm -hmm. I bring that to the I bring that to the conversation so that they know where they're heading today. And when we're done, they have options that, that give them a clear idea. If they change their trajectory this way or that way, this is what their retirement dashboard looks like now. And, and then they can actually be uh, on track. They can have a goal. 
Listeners, this is the first step in preparing for the sale or the exit from your business. What Craig's talking about here is the very first step is awareness of what it's going to take. So, so it's great information. And when you when you work with people, are they shocked at what what it comes back with? And or yeah, actually, it's uh, I have to say that it is can be a, 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 you have a I, box of tissues. I can be some, one of the most depressing conversations to begin with. When I ask people, for example, here's a question that I will ask a business owner on a regular basis. I'll ask, "What is your plan to avoid the Monte Carlo income simulation?" Okay. And most people don't understand what that what is. What that is, yes. Okay, let's that, talk about that. That is a tool used by uh, investment advisors, Wall Street in general. It's a software program designed to run 5,000 different scenarios to figure out what your probabilities are of running out of money. It, it's not a very exciting conversation when you think about what does this software do? It says, here are the odds that you will run out of money in your chosen distribution period of time. Why are there so many iterations of that? You say 5,000 scenarios. Why, why well, is that? They run 5,000 because in the Monte Carlo simulation, what they do is they run past experience. And they run different. They run uh, The software program runs highs and lows and good years and bad years and stocks and bonds and mutual funds and different mixes of, of periods of time and then adds in your chosen distribution amount, how much you plan to live on and how long you plan to live. And if I ask you today, a husband and wife who are healthy, is there a good chance that one of them could live to be 95? Very good chance. So you've got to plan for a really long time. So when you plug in this number, a great example is a, a, a gentleman that I actually met with uh, recently. He's got a 10-year exit target. And his advisory team has given him a projected number. He's on track for a very nice liquidity event, you know, to have a net big chunk of money in his hands. And for he and his wife, both young, healthy. And we plugged his number into this Monte Carlo simulator to give him his current trajectory. The number came back, the number came back at a 60%, which meant that he had a 60% chance of success based on his desired income. 60% based on his desired income. So is that is that doable? I mean, that's well, not very now, good. Now, stop right there. Now, what does success mean in the Monte Carlo simulation? On the day before you die, it means that you had $1 left. Oh, okay. It's okay. not an exciting proposition, meaning no. that it doesn't mean that you still have the original amount of money. It means that you had $1, and that means that that scenario, that one of 5,000 was successful. But that business owner stopped right there and said, no, that's not that won't work, because he would not make a decision in his business to buy a piece of equipment, to buy a building, to do any move in his business that didn't have at least a 90% chance of success. Sure. So a 60% chance meant that he had a 40% chance of failure, which, if, if I may, do the math, out of 5,000 scenarios, 2,000 of them failed. Ouch. Where will you be when you actually begin the distribution? Which one of those will you be in, the three or the two? So for him, the only way to fix it, if he goes towards his exit with that option only is to lower the amount of income he takes dramatically by about 30 to 40% or double the amount of money that he puts into that, that distribution pot of money. Mm -hmm. Or sadly, the third option, he just needs to not live so long. Oh, okay. Well, all, all of those options could happen. We, I mean, because life is, you know, it's if right down the middle, right? I mean, so, right. Uh, but 
probably gives him some inspiration to realize that he needs to start really growing the value of that business because that's something he can control. He can control the value of the business, but the reality is that once he understands now that there are other options, that's where my specialty comes in. That's where my passion comes in. That I'll tell you now that now that's his first option, his current trajectory. His trajectory with, with my planning and our work together changes the number a little bit. His income target now, his new dashboard number that he's heading towards is about 197% higher without adding any extra risk, without changing one bit his lifestyle today, and without having to do something crazy with his business like double its value because he now understands the economics and the principles behind how he saves and how he allocates his savings. Right, yeah, and it also gives him the, the uh, concept that every dollar has to work. Exactly, right. every dollar has to work, and where and how you allocate those dollars has a gigantic impact on the end result. And so that's, again, where my passion lies. I just love the engineering that goes into putting them together properly so that now you can imagine that before he was sitting forward in his chair, not really liking the conversation, but understanding now that he has an option. He has the ability to sell that business and he doesn't have to worry as much about squeezing every single last dime and waiting for the top dollar. He'll get a great sale price, but he knows now there's more to the income number than just the sale price of the business. Okay. So, um, we've gone, um, uh from creating realities out of assumptions. That's the first step. Is let's create realities out of assumptions. Now we understand what we have to do. Now, technically, these days, how do you create portfolios that generate income in, in such a, a strange world of, of zero interest out there? And, the, and, you know, I don't want to get too technical in it, obviously, but, but what do people have to think about as far as asset classes these days to create income? Uh, no, this, uh, this is a great lead-in uh, to, uh, to this, this part of what I, the conversation that I have with folks is that when you look back, look back on the past, Okay, look back on the past and what did the majority of Americans have and how did what did retirement look like? They had two very specific powers that were there with them when they were preparing for retirement. They had interest rate rate of return. They would hand over a certain amount of their money in their working years and then they would earn through professional management, interest rate, rate of return from the stock market, etc. But when they got to the doorstep of retirement, they got the second very important power they received a pension. Right. 67% of Americans 40 years ago had a pension. Today, 7% of Americans have a pension and they all work for the government and we all pay for their retirement, right? That's right. Okay. So what, what needs to come back and the, the major piece that I bring back to the conversation for folks is helping them understand how to allocate their asset allocations and their savings today to give them essentially a permission slip to go at and get their own personal pension, to be able to actually go and access personal pensions today without risk of running out of money, without fear of leaving a, a legacy unfunded. Those types of planning arrangements, although everyone's different, that fundamental key, bringing back both financial powers that used to exist in the conversation for retirement, they need to come back. And I teach people how to bring them back together. I see, so you're, you're bringing back 
the pen, the certainty of a check in the mailbox. The uh, that's one of the options. That's a great point. One of the options. It's not the only option. When you design it properly, you bring back multiple options for choosing higher income streams. You bring back multiple options, um, but that is one of the keys. When you when you look back at the greatest sense of security for our uh, parents' generation, was the pension. Well, today, how do you get a pension? Nobody understands that. We don't teach how do you get a pension because there's some pitfalls associated with it if you do it wrong. There's some significant pitfalls that, that, will, that, that are different and unique for each person. But that is one of the conversations that I have with folks is making sure they understand those powers and how they come back together. Right. Well, you, when you look at the look at the bond markets, they're fraught with risk. If interest rates go up, you could lose principal value. You may you may get a decent yield down the road, but you can't right, right now on a short term basis. Right. You look at income annuities and things along those lines that can create that perpetual income, but then you lose some liquidity on those. Right. So, right. and then you have alternative asset classes, and you have. Um, dividend-paying stocks that can produce some income. So it's kind of looking outside of the box as where it used to be your your you know 80, 20, 80 percent bonds right. and 20 percent stocks. Used to be that used to be the way it goes. But how did that all work out for us in 2008, 9, and 2000? It just didn't. It just it, yeah. it didn't work. The the reality is that. When you look at mutual funds, when you look at personal pensions, when you look at life insurance, bonds, whatever it might be, all of those things are equally ineffective at reaching these maximum income targets. They're all equally ineffective by themselves. It's not until they are all properly coordinated, all arranged correctly, that you have permission to just take your lifestyle to the numbers that you want. Mm -hmm. That's the whole idea is that your lifestyle depends on how you economically structure things prior to the sale. That's a really big point there. As a planner, are you concerned about the potential for hyperinflation or high inflation at some point in the future? What do, what's your outlook? Absolutely. I think that's a great point. Uh, and so somebody asked me that. Uh, for example, I have a, a client that I work with recently asked me that question. What's the plan for inflation? I said, well, let's take a look at what your current projections are for income. We looked at his current target based on the Monte Carlo and the Wall Street only kind of financial projections. And then we looked at mine. After we worked it all out and arranged how he would allocate and how he would save, his number went from, now he's a very successful professional salesman. Mm -hmm. His number targeted was $397,000 a year in retirement. And, and most people I say that to say, oh, that sounds fantastic. Right. He said that's terrible <laughs> because he makes over 400 today. Right. So his, his Monte Carlo projection was less than he's making today. And, and he's going to work another 20 years. He, that was a very depressing conversation. So how do we account for inflation, though? Mm -hmm. Well, his new target income number is $748,000. Hmm. Did we cover some inflation in there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think we did. Yeah. So there are ways to address inflation without necessarily having to chase rate of return. Without having to chase rate of return all the time, there, there are certain things that as you balance the equation, you pick up these benefits that most people miss because they're just not part of the conversation today. Well, that's great stuff, Craig. Uh, very interesting uh, information. And uh, could you share a couple uh, tips, ideas, or precautions for our listeners in our last couple of minutes? Yeah, absolutely. I think, number one, uh, the, the caution of procrastination, to caution that procrastination, again, coming back to uh, something that you've said in your 10 steps to exit, is don't be stuck in perma-five. 
Mm-hmm. Don't be stuck in that permanent, I'll get to it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it five years from now, because it just won't happen. Because time is really your most powerful component in the retirement income com- uh, equation. Right. And making sure that you actually take action. Find out what your number is today. You may not like it, but the sooner you find out what it is, the faster you can actually put a plan in place to overcome it, to change that, to move the needle. Uh, Great quick example, uh, a law firm with three partners, one older, one younger, for example, and one in the middle. We were able to move the income number for the older partner five years to exit by 119%. It's very nice. But the younger with 15 years to exit is over 200% increase in his new income target. It's a substantial move because he has started earlier, 10 years earlier. So getting started today uh, right away is important. Um, Something I want to make sure that uh, everybody has an offer here for for the audience and listeners, that back to the dashboard idea, everybody really should have a retirement income or a business transition succession income dashboard. I want everybody to have access to that. And if you'll do this, uh, when you uh, email me, I'll give you my email address. Okay. That's okay. Sure. It's Craig with a K, K-R-A-I-G at wealthycastle.com. Wealthy Castle is the name of my uh, website uh, built based on the idea of building big, secure castles. And if you'll email me at Craig at wealthycastle.com with the subject line, exit coach, I'll make sure that everybody who would want one can have their own retirement income dashboard so you can see where you're currently headed and then you can see what your options might be if you change your trajectory. If you make some changes in how you're doing what you're doing, you can see what the numbers look like. So you can, as you say, be well-planned. You can't get ready for the sale of your business unless you know whether you're going to be able to preserve your lifestyle after the sale of your business. Really, you've got to be able to do that and then you can truly sell your business with confidence. Excellent. Craig Craig Strom, the income engineer from Corona, California. Great offer. Thanks very much. I'm sure our listeners will take advantage of that. And you just provided some fantastic tips and ideas for our listeners. Get started. Get started early. Find out your number. Turn assumptions into realities. And get your dashboard put in place. So, Craig, uh, you you mentioned your email address. What's your telephone number if, if people want to get in touch? Uh, telephone with you? number. I'll just do an eight seven seven. You can do eight seven seven two nine seven five eight five one. That's eight seven seven two nine seven five eight five one. You can reach me on my email. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm the only uh, Craig with a K Strom that pops up. I'm very active on LinkedIn, so you can see me there. Well, we definitely want to have you back and get deeper into this content because it's so vital. Vitally important. So I appreciate you coming by and giving us a, an overview of your, you and your business today. And uh, we'll we'll have you back on sometime soon. So thanks very Excellent. much. Excellent. Great being here. Thank you. I've been talking with Craig Strom from Team Financial Partners, and we're going to take a short break. So we'll be right back. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com the information station for age 50 plus business owners, where we're interviewing over 250 top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions. So you can be well planned. We upload new one minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute.
Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 